So the Sixers pull off a gritty win last night in the ATL in comeback fashion. That's right. The Sixers hold the Hawks to nine points in the fourth quarter and get the job done in really what felt like a must-needed win at this point. We're going to discuss that, and let me tell you, that wasn't even the biggest news yesterday. Could the Sixers be even closer to landing the piece that they need? We have a lot to talk about. I'm ready. Let's go. Perfect. Perfect. What is going on, everybody? RB here. Welcome back on into the show. Like always, if you enjoy the content, hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. 57% of people that watch this are not subscribed. I would deeply appreciate it. Help grow the content and hit the bell so you get all the notifications anytime we drop content or go live. Man, there's a lot to talk about today. What a win last night by the Sixers. It was not perfect by any means, not pretty at all. But they get it done, and it, you know those are the types of wins you need to rejuvenate your squad, especially when you're on a tough stretch. I've been saying it for the last couple of days. We need a win like that, and now I'm glad because everybody can relax. That is right. You go up, and there's ups in a season. You go up, and then you go down, and then you go up, down. And that's just how a season goes. It's a bumpy ride, long season. But the Sixers, man, what a win last night. Definitely one I didn't feel that they were going to get, but now they are 2-0 against the Hawks on the season. Definitely must needed. Joel Embiid got back on track. He still wasn't playing to the, you know, the exact way we would like him to, especially getting back in his rhythm, getting down low. But he did get to the line a lot more. Seven for eight at the free throw line. Finished with 28 points, 10 for 23 from the field. We're going to take a look at that. But just an update real quick, as the Sixers don't play until Monday and two of their next games are against the Charlotte Hornets, who, by the way, are now going through the same kind of outbreak that the Sixers had. I, I told you it was probably going to spread to other teams. The Hornets are now without LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier, and I believe there are a few others at this point as well. So the Sixers might have a couple easier games coming up. Um, it's just going to go around. You know, it's going to be kind of a fair trade thing, um, and hopefully the Sixers can capitalize at that point. But anyway, last night, shout out to everybody that came through to the stream. Uh, the Sixers... You know, we're struggling mightily, and then the Ben Fenders came out, of course. And, and then what happened, like they always do, because they're not Sixers fans, the Sixers end up coming back in the fourth quarter, hold the Hawks to nine points. By the way, Tyrese Maxey, they were, you know, people were talking about him as well. He did a great job. I think Trey Young was one for eight while he was guarding him. Um, and Trey Young was held to 25 points. And Joel Embiid stepped up, put the team on his back, and got it done. And of course, the Ben Fenders dissipate into the win into the win, man. But here's the last shot from Joel Embiid. It was a broken up play. We maintain our composure. Curry gets it into Embiid. 45 seconds ago, Embiid, one dribble, pull up, bang. And that ended up being the game winner. And here's what I really like. On the last shot, Gallinari almost got it to fall, but didn't. But look at how, you know, the Sixers played great D down the final stretch. And look at Embiid getting hype, man. Look at him. He knows this was a win that we needed. And that is what you love to see from your star, especially here in Philly. We love, we die on those types of things, man. It's amazing. I loved the passion, loved the energy. Um, and like I said, it was definitely a win that we needed. It was definitely a win that we needed. Um, and you guys are not going to want to miss what Joel Embiid said right here in the postgame presser. I didn't see this until today, but I my jaw almost dropped. Joel Embiid, you let me know if he's throwing shade or not, but uh, once again, with some interesting comments in the post-game presser, listen for yourself. You know, we have a bunch of great guys on the team, uh, you know, that. And then I, I would say that's probably the first time, uh, you know, since, 
you know, I got drafted here that I would say that, you know, everyone is on the team is likable, uh, that, you know, I actually want to spend, you know, times, uh, you know, with them off the court. It's not that, you know, I, there wasn't, you know, anybody that was like, that was not likable in the past, but, you know, uh, it just makes it easier uh, when you got guys like that, you know, they care about winning. Look, Joe Embiid tried to pick himself up a little bit there, but he said it, you know, that this is the first time since he was drafted that everybody is likable on the squad. And that's why I've been saying to relax, man, this team is building the chemistry, just a, a lot of new, um, you know, not, not a lot of new faces, but more so a lot of new plays and just a, a different feeling. You know, we've never had like a pure point guard on the floor. We've never had different guys in different situations like this. And even though the bench is struggling and they still need to pick it up, like I said, not a perfect game at all. We have a lot to work on. And so does doc. Cause some of his rotations late were ridiculous. Joel and B didn't even come back in until I think five 45 to go. Bible was on a little bit too much last night on the floor. Um, so there's a lot to improve, but you know, Joel Embiid said it, like, at least these guys have that trust in each other. They're, they're fired up when they win. They're pissed when they lose. Even Niang was pumping his chest. I love to see it, man. Um, and I want that to continue. I want that to continue. But you let me know what you think uh, about those comments. And, and by the way, Tobias Harris did not play again last night. And here's a stat for you. The record this season when the Sixers play with Joel and without Tobias is now 4-0. and Meanwhile, one and four when Tobias plays and Embiid does not. So, you know, we've been talking about it. The Sixers kind of have a bit of a Tobias Harris issue. It seems like the ball moves more flawlessly. It just seems like everything is more smooth and you can allocate touches to other guys. And and I still didn't think Embiid really got down to where he needed to last night in terms of under the bucket. Um, but what I will say is that, I don't know, it just felt like, Joe Embiid in the second half, he found his touch a little bit, especially from the mid-range he was getting going. Um, and then here's another stat for you that's actually pretty crazy. Um, according to Serena Winters, only 26% of Joel Embiid's shots this season have come at the rim per clean the glass. That's in the 12th percentile of bigs, as eight as in 88% of bigs are shooting more shots at the rim. And we've been talking about this, why did Joel want to shoot more this season? Why has he been settling for jump shots? That still needs to be corrected, and it, it almost seems like common sense, especially when you saw the kind of season he had last year. Doc needs to sit him down and get this going, but last night, a huge game for Embiid, and you know he's still battling coming back from being really sick, so it's going to take him some time, like he admitted himself, but 10 for 23, 28 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 blocks. It was a great game, put the team on his back, and, and got a must-needed win for us uh, against a, a decent team, you know, and when it comes to Tobias Harris, you know, a lot of other guys were able to get more touches. Not a lot of dudes played well for the Sixers, but there was just that chemistry and they came together in the big time moments and the ball went to Joel and it just made sense. It made sense down the stretch. But anyway, talking about the other part that we need to get into here, the biggest news yesterday was actually this coming out of Portland. They have fired their GM, Neil O'Shea, and that's someone we talked about a lot, especially over the summer, you know. Um, there was a recent investigation talking about uh, workplace misconduct, and they did an investigation into it even more. And they, I guess they found evidence that there was just a toxic workplace. They ended up firing him. He might have stepped down. I, I don't know exactly. Um, but now there's, there's going to be more talks pertaining to what do the Blazers do? Because when you bring in new ownership like this, I'm sorry, when you bring in uh, new front office members, um, and there's a shakeup within an organization. Usually they want to make a splash. We've been talking about that with the Timberwolves 
could they, you know, maybe invest in another player at the trade deadline or or move some of their pieces? It remains to be seen, depending on how they play. But the Blazers, you know, they're sitting a game under 500, still out of the playoff push in the West right now. I know it's early, but they're just kind of hanging in there, you know. And Damian Lillard's out struggling with um, his game, and, and then he also has uh, an abdomen injury that's going to keep him out a little while. So, you know, things are not looking good for Portland. Then you got C.J. McCollum, who's averaging 20 a game this year. He's shooting almost 40% from three. There's been a lot of talks for a while about a potential McCollum trade, and I'm going to just speak it how I see it. I think the Sixers now need to inquire and maybe go all in for either Lillard or McCollum. Obviously, this team is not a finished product. We've been saying that for a while. But now, you know, Neil O'Shea was pretty much the last guy Dame honestly had his confidence in in Portland, in my opinion. Um, there, we've seen a lot of guys go over the last couple of months. You know, there's there's been a lot of talk with Chauncey Billups and how he got hired. Dame Lillard kept on uh, pertaining to this idea that he had trust in Neil O'Shea to get it done. Neil O'Shea had comments about not trading Damian Lillard ever. He wanted him to stay there. Dame loves Portland. But now you have another shakeup, and it's just like these guys. And honestly, I kind of feel bad for Dame. I kind of feel bad. And now his GM is gone. Um, and what are they going to do? Now maybe the front office comes in, makes a little shakeup, and maybe they try to finally get a piece and go all in. But the problem is, I think they're in a similar situation as the Sixers. I don't think they have enough assets outside of Lillard and McCollum to go make that happen. And now there's an interesting conversation coming up. You can talk about 2-5. Who knows what's going to happen with him? But the Blazers have needed a forward for quite some time, and I want to propose an idea here. Um, Tobias Harris, obviously the Sixers, you know, with him shooting under 30% from three, he's just not cutting it right now. And I still believe that there's a lot of overreaction. I still think Tobias is going to get back to form eventually. But like I said, he's being asked to fulfill a bigger role than he can handle right now. It's just not who he is. I think he's a good third or fourth option. But right now, especially with that contract and how it looks, could the Sixers potentially be interested in maybe a C.J. McCollum to buy a swap? You know, the Portland Trailblazers could get a forward to kind of pair up with Dame. Um, and meanwhile, the Sixers could get another uh, guard, uh, pretty much a guy who has been underrated for some time to add to the mix, a guy who could take some of the uh, ball duties off of Tyrese Maxey, guy who could get a bucket, hit a late shot when we need it. Uh, you know, there's advantages and, and disadvantages to both, right? Tobias might be a little better of a rebounder, maybe defender. Meanwhile, CJ is going to hit the big shots. He's going to be able to be more consistent from long range. So it, it's just an idea. And I've said myself, I don't want to trade Tobias, especially before 2-5, because there's a lot of uncertainty. But at the end of the day, as I'm seeing how this is playing out and just seeing, once again, how the Sixers perform without Tobias on the floor versus when he has been on the floor, and especially with Doc Rivers allocating so many touches to him, I'm almost sitting here being persuaded to think maybe the Sixers should try to go out and acquire C.J. McCollum. Obviously, I would love the idea of Dame Lillard. I mean, a lot of teams would be interested in him, but he's injured right now, and who knows if he's still going to want to leave. There's definitely a big question mark there. But at the end of the day, I think Portland needs a shakeup, and I think if the right deal is there, maybe a pair some other assets from each side, try to get something to happen. Um, but it's definitely an idea. I think C.J. McCollum would fit great on his team um, right next to Maxie, right next to Curry and Bede. Uh, it would be interesting to think about. Definitely just an idea, but those are just my thoughts. Big shakeups going on around the league. Time for the Sixers to get this back on track, and they had a big win last night. I would love to hear all your thoughts. Let me know down below in the comment section what you think about everything. Appreciate you guys so much for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And like always, I will catch you on the next one, man.
Peace. Perfect. Perfect.